Zillow was simply following suit, that dot-com bubble where you're using the money from the investors in the stock market to basically fund your losses, and you're showing just enough interest where people are betting that when you turn a profit, the company's going to make a bunch of money for a bunch of people, and everything will be fine. The theory was sound. Okay, But the practice and the ultimate goal was to destroy the real estate agent as we knew it. What they were hoping for is they would buy all these houses. People would get used to going through Zillow to buy or sell a home as opposed to calling their friendly neighborhood real estate agent. And while losing billions of dollars, they would eventually destroy a multi-billion dollar industry, the real estate agent industry that has grown and been around for you know, 50, 60, 80 years. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting live from our studios with my executive producer, main man, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I am back in the flesh, doing it big. We are super excited to be with you today. Um, Glad to have you, you, man. Before you even ask what's going on. Yeah, because I'm going to ask. I'm really excited about kind of some things we got cooking up. Now, you know, you don't want to, they always say don't tell, you know. (laughs) Until it happens, right? Don't Don't tell all your stuff until it happens. So I'm not going to go into too much details, but a friend of mine that we've been uh, making music for like the last few years, we are, you know, actively in negotiations and putting our brains together and doing the mind melt to get some, uh, to get a live show going here towards the holiday months down in December. Um, and it's just, you know, as somebody who's been singing since I was four years old, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, doing that, not having had the chance to perform and, you know, be out and doing live music over these last, you know, it takes a toll, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a longing. It's kind of like aching that I need to get back to it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's been funny because we've been, you know, I was going on presentations, Hey, uh, talking to venue owners and things like that. And I was kind of rusty as far as like my presentation. Right. right. The like, pitch oh, gets off a bit. Yeah, My pitch is off a little bit. And that's like some of them I fumbled, but I feel like the ones that were the people that we're working with now is like the, you know, it's going to be the ideal uh, option for us. So, you know, everybody that's out there, as far as listening to us, send us your positive energy. Yeah, man. Um, we'll take some, you know, we'll take some videos and show you guys how we get down and you might see your favorite executive producer in the foreclosure deals coach just rocking out. So Dude, get absolutely. And that's one thing we share in common, man. We, we were both musicians. We're both performers. I've had the pleasure to see you perform and you're, I don't want to toot your horn, make your ego bigger than it is, <laughs> but you're, you're very good. You know, like, so if you guys get a shot, follow Jonathan Winston, you can find him on Instagram. At um, Sir John Winston, Sir John Winston. You can locate him. Uh, just find him on Facebook. Book Jonathan Winston, but definitely come check out the show if you're in the Colorado area. Um, we're going to be doing some fun stuff with music. All right, let's get to the show today because, man, like the, the title of the show is Zillow Overextended. Okay, now here's the thing I got this article from NPR, not known for really exciting stories most of the time, right. and now on NPR, Talk classical music, the third rendition. Hello. 
But NPR blew it out of the park on this one because we got this article here that says, here's why Zillow won't be buying any more homes to renovate and resell this year. Now, let's set the stage, shall we? Okay. All right. A while back, Zillow set up this thing called Zillow Offers. If you listen to the show, you know that we generally hate Zillow, and general does not quite grasp how I feel towards the Zillow Corporation. Completely hate? It's not general. It's like all the way? Yeah, it's like a total focused hate that I'm trying. I got to release it because it's like I I really despise (laughs) Zillow. And I despise Zillow because of, you know, I was a real estate agent for years and I watched the damage they did to the real estate industry as a real estate agent. Now they've hopped into the Zillow offers, which is basically competing directly with me in the investor space. And don't get me wrong, y'all, I like competition. I'm down for a good rally. You know, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. Like the best team of the league. I like watching people chase the throne, you know, <laughs> right. nothing wrong with that. Where I get mad is Zillow did, doesn't really seem to play fair. A lot of misconstrued data. The Zillow's estimate was like the biggest joke in the real estate industry for a very long time. It's still kind of a joke, but to be honest with you, over time, that data has gotten increasingly more accurate. So got to hand it to them on that. But you know, as long as they stayed in the real estate agent regime, I was okay with hating Zillow on the retail side of the front. Okay. When they hop into the investor world, all of that repressed anger, my therapist said anyway, came bubbling to the top, right? And I sat there with a Zillow pillow, just crushing them. Just like, <laughs> why won't you die? Zillow you know? pillow. That's <laughs> Zillow pillow. I have, I have a Zillow pillow. I use it. Anyway, um, <laughs> We don't want to head down that road because it's going to turn into a real personal spin here. Um, so Zillow Offers comes out, and then it, it, they purchased, in the second quarter of the year, Zillow went out and bought 3,805 homes, according to the article. Okay, Ooh. So that's a lot, obviously. Nationally, Zillow set up shop all over the country and said, we'll buy houses, just don't worry about dealing with agents or offers and yada, yada, which I feel entirely because that's exactly my pitch. Like Zillow came in on Zillow-wise, the same stuff I've been doing for 15 or 20 years. So again, already hated them. Started hating them a little bit more when they wandered into my space okay except we accepted that we grew to accept that zillow was making bad decisions because when you looked at what they were buying they were overpaying for pretty much everything i have a literal example where zillow purchased a property for four hundred thousand dollars i got the records showing zillow buying the house for 400k then listing it for 385 okay so they were losing money on these properties all the agents are going well golly why is Zillow buying houses just to lose money? That's stupid. You got to wake up, y'all. See, Zillow is playing the long game. A lot of companies have lost billions of dollars in the progress of becoming huge. I give you Amazon, which spent 10 years losing money prior to finding profitability. Okay. Expedia. Um, lost billions of dollars before they found a profitable space. I'm not even sure if they're fully profitable right now. Okay, Zillow was simply following suit. That dot-com bubble where you're using the money from the investors in the stock market to basically fund your losses, and you're showing just enough interest where people are betting that when you turn a profit, the company's going to make a bunch of money for a bunch of people, and everything will be fine. The theory was sound. Okay, but the practice and the ultimate goal was to destroy the real estate agent as we knew it. What they were hoping for is they would buy all these houses. People would get used to going through Zillow to buy or sell a home as opposed to calling their friendly neighborhood real estate agent. And while losing billions of dollars, they would eventually destroy a multi-billion dollar industry, the real estate agent industry that has grown and been around for, you know, 50, 60, 80 years. Super nefarious, by the way. Like, that's very, like... Just you know, it's obviously business things happen, but it's like you know, livelihood of millions of people. 
screw them. No big deal. I really see Zillow as the monopoly man. Like he's got a monocle. <laughs> okay. Like do not pass go. Not collect two dollars. <laughs> That's really like, when I picture Zillow, I see the monopoly man. Right. I swear to you, like because that it is super nefarious. Like the whole objective is we're these big rich guys. We're going to destroy the real estate agent market and get the culture society used to going online. Like we go online for everything. Did you imagine you would be going online to purchase shoes? right? Or clothing or um, electronics. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you saw those things coming. But Amazon, Jeff Bezos, saw this long before everybody else did, obviously, and built a model around buying everything you can think of online. Zillow's belief is that you will also buy and sell your largest asset in an online portal. And as agents, we were repulsed this will never happen. We will always appreciate customer service. Listen, I got to tell you, long term, I still believe Zillow is going to win this war. Okay, And I'm not anti-agent, even though I'm not an agent anymore. I'm just telling you that at some point, I believe that people are going to turn their computer for pretty much everything. It's a little frightening. Okay, That being said, Zillow started to figure they get out in front of the game. We will help you to purchase properties. We will become flippers, and we will flip houses using billions of dollars of investor money, and if we lose money in the process, it'll be okay because we'll ultimately kill the agent, which will mean we'll make more money on every transaction moving forward. Genius play didn't fare out. Now, why didn't it fare out? Because they bought 3,805 homes. They sold 2,086 of them. What? So where are the other 1,000 homes in this one example? Where where'd the 1,000 homes go? Well, Zillow is saying, you're going to love this, okay. they're suffering from labor and parts shortage. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I see. Sounds quite familiar. It doesn't it, though? Because here we are on coronavirus. We've been talking We've been talking about, as a result of coronavirus, how we have struggled as a flipping entity right here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We have struggled to find consistent labor resources, and we used to be able to walk into Home Depot, Lowe's, pick up all the parts we needed to remodel the property, and walk back out and keep that property going. We were highly reliant on the supply chain as it relates to retail parts for, to fix houses. Well, so was Zillow, apparently. Right, because they're claiming that they can't find the people and or the parts to get these houses fixed, which is exactly what we're going through at our flipping entity here locally. So here's the thing: as though I, I, I really still hate Zillow. That part hasn't changed. Okay? Still got beef. Still, still got, got beef. beef with Zillow, but I feel them a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Right, I am now empathizing with what Zillow's going through because I'm going through the same thing, which makes me feel yeah. dirty. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Like I need to take a Zillow shower. I'm about to take my Zillow pillow in there and just. Uh, <laughs> Just go in there and take a Zillow shower because I feel gross for feeling bad for Zillow for a moment. Because nobody should feel bad for a multinational conglomerate that was setting out to destroy an industry that basically I made my money in. So I shouldn't feel bad for them, but I do because I can relate. Now, it's fascinating because their solution, according to this article, they won't be buying any more houses to renovate and flip this year. They're stepping out of the marketplace for the remainder of the year. Now, we're, you know, we're recording this in mid-October, so you're going to hear this in the October time frame as well. If you're listening to this down the road, um, that's not, I mean, we're talking about eight weeks, right? They're, they're, they're right. saying they're going to stay out of the game, eight to 12 weeks. So it's not that big of a deal, but it, is it a sign of the times, right? Is this thing going to correct itself? Because the problem has not been the inability to make a profit, at least not for us. Zillow buys stupid houses and makes bad choices. But for us, it has not been difficult for us to make a profit on selling properties, even with the labor shortage and the part shortage. What's been difficult is getting them done fast enough to not get cremated by the interest rates that we're paying on the money that we borrowed to do it. Okay. So we have a timeline problem. Okay. Now Zillow has a huge timeline problem because whereas I'm struggling with three or four houses at any given moment, Zillow's now dealing with over a thousand of them as we speak. 
Okay. And that's a lot. So the clock is ticking. I would imagine they can borrow money at a cheaper rate than I can. But even then, I would assume that the interest is slowly but surely killing them financially. So they got to get rid of these properties and they can't. So they're going to stop with the backlog. We had to literally do the exact same thing last quarter where we had to stop acquiring for a while to deal with our backlog. Okay. And we're still kind of pushing through that backlog right now. So the irony of it is when the market shifts and the idea behind why I'm going through all this hassle to tell you this story is when the market shifts, whether you're a big player or a little minnow, like I consider myself to be. And obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than most people, having done 40 flips last year and tracking to 60 this year. Um, it affects everybody equally. When the tide goes out, all the ships are affected. It doesn't matter if you're the Titanic or the SS minnow, you're going to be affected by, by a shift in the market. And we are being affected by a shift in the market. The problem is that shift in the market is not where we expected it to be. We expect it to be that buyers would not want to buy properties, and that's not been the case. Buyers are insatiable. The demand to purchase properties is at an all-time high. Interest rates are still low. People are significantly overpaying for property, and none of that has changed. Where it caught us off guard is suddenly we can't find people to fix them or parts to put in them. Nobody saw a labor shortage coming, at least not not that I was aware of. Nobody announced that, and I'm pretty sure nobody saw a supply chain problem that was going to last this long. Okay, You've got... Micro cars are going up in value right now because microchips are unavailable. And that's ironic because a lot of those chips are produced in China, who's got a lot of economic benefit to seeing us fail. Wait a minute. What? what? Weird, Uh, right? uh, Suddenly we can't get chips overseas or the boats keep sinking or we can't get them produced. Does that seem awkward to anybody else? There's something going on. Something going on. But supply chain has been affected greatly by that. Okay, parts are not coming over. Electronics especially are really being hurt, but cars have electronics in them. We're also seeing supply chain right there at our retail hardware stores where we count on that to go. And Zillow is now reporting they're seeing the exact same thing. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. So we don't just tell you the problem or celebrate the fact that Zillow is hurting because that that would be a good part of the show. But we also ask, how does it impact you and how do you benefit from this financially? Well, the answer is not to hold out. I can tell you in 2008, 2009, when the market started to collapse, I took the sky is falling chicken little approach that most people took. It was a very frightening time. It was my first collapse in the real estate market. It seems like eternity ago. It was only 13 years ago, but it seems like eternity ago. But we are well overdue for another market correction. Okay, well overdue. If the market cycles at seven and 10 years, we're at least three years past due and maybe six years past due. So the market has to correct at some 
some point. And I know I say that on pretty much every show, and I know you guys are probably tired of hearing that, but I keep saying it because it's accurate. Market cycles do not lie. When a behemoth like Zillow is reporting that they're going to stop doing their favorite pastime hobby of buying properties, you better pay attention. Okay? And I'm not telling you to back off on buying. I'm saying to start buying smarter. Okay? Zillow can afford to lose billions of dollars because they've got billions of dollars worth of backers who can keep paying for them to lose money as they go, much like Amazon did, much like all the big dot-coms did. Okay? You cannot afford to lose billions of dollars. And if you can, you and I need to talk. I'd like to borrow a billion dollars from you. I right. might pay you back. No, you, it'll be all right. It'll be Don't all right. worry about that. I'm good for it. Um, but if you can afford to lose billions of dollars, you're in a different spot than I am. Okay, Most small investors, and that represents the majority of our demographics in the show, are wannabe or active small investors in the marketplace. Right? We know who's listening out there in general, and we know that you're probably not in a spot where you can afford to lose a billion dollars as you go on the way. So I am not at all suggesting that you should stop buying and selling real estate. If that's what you do for a living or if that's what you want to do because you're, you're a hobbyist who listens to the show and trying to get started doing your first flip, you may want to consider getting coaching especially now, and I want this is not a coaching pitch, but just a reminder that this is the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast, okay? So we offer coaching services to people who are looking to flip houses and build, a, build an income doing that. Um, but you may want to consider coaching, but more importantly, you need to buy better deals than you've ever bought before. You've got to start looking very carefully at your margins and making sure that you're buying a house. Whereas in the past, my operation was focused on $25,000 was our average profit rating per deal. Okay. We did a couple shows that talked about areas where they were making 60, 70, 80 grand. And I was more jelly than anything, but it's like, uh, cause I'm not making that. So nobody should. Right. But there's a reality to their markets that are definitely significant significantly better than the Colorado Springs market that I'm in, mostly because of the competitive nature where I'm at. Okay. There's just a lot of people here. There's a lot, the market's growing rapidly. We're one of the hottest real estate economies in the country. Most people would have turned tail and left this conversation, left the town and gone somewhere else. I'm not that guy. I enjoy a good fight and I'm a major player in a, in a pretty major market. Okay. Where you're at, your miles may vary, but wherever you are, widen the margin a little bit, start looking at the spread. Okay, things are already showing signs of slowing down. Whereas we would normally count the amount of time our houses were on the market in hours. Today, we're we're back to a you know a week to ten days is not abnormal. You know, starting to have a panic attack about fourteen to twenty one days on the market, and by thirty days on the market, something is probably wrong. Okay, so things are starting to stabilize a little bit. Where we're not selling in hours, we're not selling for forty, fifty thousand dollars. We're asking price. Zillow was counting on that hyperinflation, and that's why they were buying houses above market value, hoping that the market value would keep soaring and they would be able to sell even higher still. Okay, they weren't intending to lose money; they just knew they could. And that's a big variable for where most people sit. You definitely don't intend to lose money being a real estate investor, but you're also not in a position where you can, at least not a lot of it. And again, I'm mostly speaking for myself here, but if you're a small investor, don't get yourself in a model. You can't lose money a lot and stay in this game for very long. Okay. This is, this is not, you're not trading, you're not day trading stock. We're not talking about a hundred or $200 loss on your stock portfolio. When you lose money on a real estate trade, my largest loss to date was just over $20,000. Okay. And I will tell you this, if you're talking to a flipper who's never taken any loss on a real estate flipper, you're talking to somebody who has not done enough trades yet, at least not to advise you. Okay. You can't make money in every trade, but you also can't build a business 
off of just making money. Sometimes you're going to take losses. That being said, Zillow set themselves to take up a billion plus worth of loss with those houses they're sitting on in backlog, and now they can't find the labor and parts to get this thing done. Okay. A lot of us are going through this right now because of coronavirus. Zillow's going through it on a much larger scale. You, as a new flipper, if you're just starting out, you will likely face some supply chain issues. You will likely deal with general contractors not showing up or walking off the job. You have people, I, I read somewhere, did you hear this? Like 4 million people quit their jobs Wait. in the last month, just kind of went unemployed because what the hell, why not? I, I don't understand that, but okay. That's, uh, it's confusing, right? People are not working. So that is tr- it's trickling over. So I told we thought coronavirus was going to have this devastating financial effect. But we thought it was going to be the disease. Yeah. Right? What's actually causing the problem? All the spin-offs from the disease. The cure can be worse than the disease. That's what I've I've heard that a lot over this time. See what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, if you're I don't even want to get into all this, so Keep your comments to yourself, <laughs> please. But if you're a <laughs> vaxxer or va- anti-vax, you know you hear that uh, that statement. You know the cure can't be worse than the disease, and whether you, however you feel about that is however you feel. If you want to get it, fine. If you don't, fine. But what we're talking about is the economic you know, effect, the, the economic cures that they have tried to institute right. over the last couple of years. Oh, let's just throw a whole bunch of money out of you let's guys. Let's do let's stimulus do, packages. Stimulus packages. Uh, you know, you don't have to work. Uh, you know, oh, you don't have to pay your rent. Oh, you don't have to buy. You don't have to worry about being Absolutely. evicted. Um, but now, look what it's causing. Foreclosures are coming, are increasing. A lot of things are just changing. So the economy is changing before our eyes, and it's not being caused by coronavirus, but rather the byproducts of coronavirus. And it's right. fascinating to see it happen. And now, Zillow, a major behemoth in the real estate investing space, is feeling it firsthand. We have been feeling it for a few months. So I'm not going to lie to you; it's a bit of a relief to know that I'm not the only one. You know, it, it was a bit of a relief to know that we're going through our fair share of struggles with labor and construction parts and all that. Zillow's struggling with it too, and, and it's so much so that they're backing off on their purchasing. Okay, you should not be backing off on your purchasing because you're only buying one or two at a time. Probably if you're a first time starter or investor, but you should be aware that your margins need to be better, and you should be aware that you're going to face some difficulties along the way. Make sure your GC relationships, your general contractor relationships, are very solid right now. Take care of your guys. You know, keep your supply chain tight. Maybe buy a little ahead of time. You know, if you know you're doing several properties, we're generally operating. Currently, we have six properties under construction. You might have to buy your cabinets for the next two properties early. And that, of course, tightens up your cash, right? So now you don't have as much money available to fix the houses. So this is a chess game, ladies and gentlemen. This is not checkers, okay? If you're going to play big-time flipping games, you have to be able to think like a big-time business. And big-time businesses like Zillow and maybe your business are going to have big-time problems, you know? I think most people come into my program on the coaching side, and the biggest thing I correct is that their thinking is just too small, Right? They're thinking like a guy who's just got a fifty, sixty thousand dollar a year job. And I'm not knocking anybody out there who has that. That's where I started too. But rather, if you can't deal with real world big problems, you're not gonna make it in, in any industry that's gonna pay you very well. Okay, everybody who's ever made it to the top has got a story at the bottom where it was difficult. You gotta stay the course, you gotta know what it's gonna take, and you gotta know that if it's affecting the big guys, it most certainly is going to affect you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what you have to know. So we're, we're dealing with that now. We're processing through it. My team, we did a meeting this morning, as we do pretty much every morning. And the word of the day, words of the day were stay the course. You know, get your, keep yourself pushing forward. Don't let this impact you emotionally. Because if you get emotionally involved, 
woe is me. The world is crashing. It's not going to work out. You, you have no shot of getting through this. The true ballers, the true people are going to be able to look back and go, I overcame. I triumphed. And flipping, I can tell you every day there's a challenge that we deal with. Real world stuff like contractors walking off, lost our operations manager randomly just up and quit. Middle of the day, a lot of stress going on in this job, so I can't say I blame them. You know, stuff happens every single day. This is a tough gig. You lose contractors. You can't get parts. There's a lot of money at stake, so people go high pace. But I got to tell you guys, I love this. I love it. You know, as opposed to having some job where I clocked in every morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, hating what I was doing, and then left at 5 o'clock, wishing I didn't have to come back the next day, I remember being a corporate lackey. I wouldn't wouldn't trade back to that for a billion dollars, right? I love what I do. Well, maybe a billion. Yeah, it's kind of like that was a big number. Sorry, I'm sorry, but like I wouldn't trade back for a million, for a million, yeah, for a million sure. right? Yeah. I would stay here and do what I'm doing because I love what I do, you know. And I hope that if you listen to this show and you hear about the struggles that large corporations are facing and the struggles that we're facing on a day to day basis here on the Foreclosure Deal Coast Podcast, um, that you'll be inspired by it. Like we don't we don't share misery because we want your sympathy. We're sharing the, the disasters because we want you to understand that this takes cojones. This takes, this takes persistence, perseverance. You've got to want this. You know, and if that describes you, you might be an ideal client for the foreclosure deals coach team. And we'd love to chat with you about becoming part of our group, becoming part of this movement to go out there and make a bunch of money, change some lives, make a difference out there all through flipping houses. I think any business can have more than one purpose. We employ people here, the people who do want to work, the contractors that want to go to work every day to feed their families have something to do. Right When the parts are there, we buy a bunch of parts. We stabilize the economy. We're a construction company and an investment company all wrapped into one, and we are the essence of the American dream. That's how I feel about real estate investing. That's why I continue to do what I do because I love it. I love the people, most of them, and I love what it takes to get to the top. You know what I mean? I love that struggle. It's the climb. I got three daughters, so I, got, I listen to music sometimes I don't want to listen to. But Miley Cyrus did an awesome song called The Climb, and it just talks about the perseverance. It's not it's what's waiting for you on the other side. That's what it's going to take. you know. And if you can always see the future, you're going to be fine. Zillow's going through something right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little happy about it. But I am also in, I mean, encouraged by the fact that it's not just us. Everybody's going through it at the same time. And together, if you really want this, keep listening to the show. Keep becoming part of the foreclosure deals coach community and keep pushing to the top because it's going to be when this thing bottoms and I swear to you, it's going to, we're going to be well off forever. Okay. This, this is the round that I can tell you that wealth is built very suddenly. You hear about long-term wealth building. I've read up on a lot of people who have made a lot of money. And in my experience, the people who are in the real estate market, the software market, whatever you did, there was this major shift. And they were just there at the right time. That shift took place, and it, it was generational wealth. We're heading to that major shift right now. If you are getting into real estate, now is the time. Okay. If you are getting out of real estate, you're thinking to sell your properties and free up your liquidity, now is the time. The point is, is that you've got to start moving. Right? Don't sit still. If Zillow's backing off on buying, it's your opportunity to push forward and pick up that volume and start buying deals. And if you need help to take that first step, we would be honored to be a part of that. Just reach out uh, to Jonathan. And let's set up a time to do a strategy call to see if coaching is right for you. In the meantime, sorry going through it, but you know how I feel about you, Zillow. So 
keep struggling. <laughs> like, that's the bottom line. And you guys go check out that article. We'll post it to the group. Uh, we'll post it um, on the, uh, the Facebook page there. So go take a look at that and give me your thoughts. How do you think Zillow stopping buying is going to impact the market? What's the theory on that? Obviously, less houses will be taken off. Theoretically, would drop prices a little bit. Reality is I think the buyer demand is still so high that we're not going to notice much at all. So, But we'll see. That's the idea. You want to keep going and find out what happens and be able to operate uh, from a position of agility that whatever happens next, you're ready for it. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thank you so much for tuning in every week to the foreclosure deals coach podcast and reminding you once again, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.